there is balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in sons of Korah. Hear this, all peoples, give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, the meditation of my heart shall be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, I will solve my riddle to the music of the lyre. Why should I fear in times of trouble, when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches. Truly, no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice that he should live on forever and never see the pit. For he sees that even the wise die, the fool and the stupid alike must perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their homes forever, their dwelling places to all generations, though they called lands by their own name. Man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the path of those who have foolish confidence. Yet after them, people approve of their boasts, Selah. Like sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd and the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Their form shall be consumed in Sheol, but no place to dwell. But God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me, Selah. Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases, for when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him, for though while he lives, he counts himself blessed. And though you get praise when you do well for yourself, his soul will go to the generation of his fathers, who will never again see light. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. Psalm 49 in the ESV. Well, hello and welcome to another Balm in Gilead podcast. Uh, my name is Grant Baker, and here with me in the studio is my good friend, Brian Jemerson. Brian? That's how true. Are you? I'm doing well, but I do want to point out that I'm not in the same studio. Not this true. time. True. Not this time. That was, a, that was a one-time thing. I would love to have it be a more often time thing, but uh, the price of gas is rather high right now. It, it is. is. 
It would probably and, uh, cost like about $2,000 just to drive over. Something something like that. Uh, however, last time I was in your house, we got to jam out to some cool tunes. I brought my guitar yeah, and, and you had your little fiddle out and tried to, I think, sight, un, <laughs> sight unseen, follow me into, into a... That's a good way to put it, yeah. yeah. Playing some playing some of my favorite songs from an album called Foreign Made by War Bishop Hooper. Man, and, if uh, I wish listen to it, you know, as much as I have lately, I might have actually been able to fall a little better. Yeah. So so today alone, I have played through the entire album on my guitar. So that was that was fun. Uh, and actually, as I was reading this psalm, oh yeah, when I got about halfway down, uh, you cut the verse numbers out. When I got about halfway down, uh, like sheep that are appointed for shield, death shall be their shepherd. Uh, the upright shall rule over them in the morning. Uh, if you remember when we had uh, Jesse and Leah on, uh, Leah said that that was her favorite song that they wrote that uh, that Jesse had written. The like, like she appointed for Sheol, death as their shepherd. The upright shall rule over them, which is still one of my favorites as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is like a very appropriate uh, psalm here for tonight. I, I mean, it is. They're at all the beginning too. It talks about about uh, uh, why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me surrounds me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches. Uh, you're going to see that theme come up uh, tonight in several of the songs mm -hmm. uh, that we talk about. So excited! Absolutely. Yeah, so um, as you've probably been paying attention, we've mentioned poor Bishop Hooper, I think something like five times already in this one episode. There's a reason. There's a reason for that. Um, <laughs> we are doing a review of the album Foreign Made by poor Bishop Hooper. This was their first uh, full-length album. I think they actually uh, were writing some of these songs and we're about to play some of these songs live. And when someone was like, so what's your band name? And they had to like throw one together. Uh, I think that was the, I think that was part of the story. So this is their uh, inaugural album that we will be reviewing tonight. Uh, it's, it's just a great album. It's one of my favorite albums right now. And, and uh, if you remember when we talked about our Spotify wrapped, um, all 11 of these songs made it onto my top 100 songs listened to last year. And I was in poor Bishop Cooper's top 1% of, of listeners. And, and I'm just going to make the assumption I was That's their awesome. number one listener. I'm just going to make Let's that just assumption. Say Let's just say it. <laughs> Jesse can, Jesse can potentially uh, prove like confirm or deny that. Uh, in the next episode, you heard me. You heard me. This is actually episode 49, part one. Part two will be coming out in a couple weeks and it'll be just me and Jesse. He's coming back on the show, but he can only meet during the day and I've got spring break. And so I, I was able, I was yes. able to schedule a meeting with him and uh, it's been a long time coming. We tried to get this a few months back and COVID got in the way. So uh, I'm really, <laughs> really excited to, to have him back on the show, but unfortunately it's just going to be me and him and no one else could meet. So so, uh, so what else have you been listening to besides poor Bishop Hooper then? Oh, I've been listening to pretty much just poor Bishop Hooper. Um, uh, getting ready for this. Uh, I've not been, uh, I've not had a lot of time to listen to much. I've been listening to a lot mm. of this, this, there's mm. a podcast I've been listening to called the ESV through the year or something along those lines where it 
picks nice. out some scripture passages for you to listen to every day so you get through the Bible in a year. I think it's mm-hmm. Old Testament once and then Psalms and New Testament twice. So I've been that's that's pretty much been what I've been listening to when I'm in the car. Yeah, that's uh, the podcast I used to use. Um, now I have Dwell, um, and so I'm using that to read through the, uh, I, I think you're referring to the M. Shane plan. I really like it because it does take you through, yeah, Psalms and New Testament twice. It takes you all the way through the Old Testament. Um, here's a here's a little secret. I'm actually still trying to finish up 2021's reading plan. Uh, so you can tell how many days I, uh, I, I skipped, but I mean... It's uh, definitely a priority, but um, unfortunately, yeah. it's not something that. But thankfully, we don't have to worry about that because we're not true. relying for our salvation on did mm-hmm. I do Bible reading today? Yeah. So, very thankful for that. Very, very thankful for that. Um, so, something that was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, two of our recent guests that we've had on the show, I, I sometimes I'll reach out through text if they give me their their phone number. And, uh, and I continue mm-hmm. to text with, uh, with uh, FNH as well as Spencer Parsons. I've uh, been texting with both of them. And, I, and it was funny because I ended up having the same conversation three times. Uh, one with a group chat with you and Justin, one in a group chat with mm-hmm. you and Spencer, and then one with just FNH. So I just I reached out especially to FNH. It's like, do you want to just uh, merge these group chats together and <laughs> have a big, massive five people chatting together about whatever. And that's been a great time. I'm very glad that I, I, I reached out and, and did that because uh, F&H and Spencer really in, in have enjoyed chatting with each other as well. So getting yeah. to know you, your brothers a little bit deeper and uh, coming together on the primary issues, uh, some secondary issues, but not all of them. Uh, cause all five of us are in different denominations, which has been really interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, two of us are in wild. different Presbyterian denominations. Two of y'all are in different non-denominations, which is interesting. Um, well, each and, church uh, is its own denomination. So yeah. Yes. And, uh, and then a, a reformed Baptist out there. So Justin got to represent <laughs> crazy world out there. Hey, uh, but uh, we're very excited to be here with you tonight. Uh, and um, oh, uh, some of the things that I've been listening to, obviously, poor Bishop Hooper uh, has been a major one. But number one was still Solos. It's still the halo effect from the uh, the Philippians album. Uh, in fact, a lot of times when I would play poor Bishop Hooper this week uh, through Foreign Made, the. Uh, Solos album, you know, a song off Philippians or something would would pop on right after uh, on Spotify. So that's been kind of exciting. Crown and Covenant is always seems to find a way into the top five. Uh, but then uh, Holly Dutton, who mm-hmm. sings through the Westminster Shorter Catechism. So yes, been kind of enjoying getting to know her a little bit. My new find of the week is Charlie Gray and Joseph Peach. I don't know if you've heard of them. They play a lot more like Celtic like music, okay. uh, but from a really kind of modern, cool, modern perspective. Interesting. Uh, so I would definitely suggest checking them out. Then I also have an honorable mention. He didn't make it in the top five, but he was in the top seven and his name is Spencer Parsons. Have, you, uh, have you met him before? Or? Just over the microphone. Have you? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, if you haven't checked it out, Spencer Parsons released a brand new song 
this week called Psalm 2. And, and if you uh, listen so to our last episode, listen. if you listen to our yeah. last episode in completion, you've already heard it. So you can actually yeah, go put true. it on your playlist now. Yeah. Yeah. Go put it on the playlist. Give them some likes. Give them some plays. Uh, show the uh, show the world really that mm-hmm. you care. Uh, and so th- that's what's going around around here in Oklahoma. And yeah. with that, I mean, we have a very exciting show for you tonight. Very exciting show. Uh, so as I've mentioned, this is one of my favorite albums of all time. I mm-hmm. imagine that I'm going to be listening to this album for years to come. Um, it's a lot of fun to play on the guitar and sing as well. And, and if you or uh, into that sort of thing, uh, send us an email. There is at bombcast.com. Um, also, if you could rate this show on uh, either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, uh, that would be fantastic as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I haven't even checked the Apple reviews in a very long time. But I haven't either. I, I doubt we have any, but I doubt we have. It's probably still Brad and, and, uh, Laura and that first one that didn't have a name to it, but might be Karen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's fun times. So I will foreign look real quick, but go ahead. So foreign made, uh, this was an album that the, it was, it's a concept album based on parables of Jesus. Not every one of the songs is based on a parable per se. Most of them are, some of them are just based on some teachings or some of the things that Jesus did. Uh, but majority of these are based on the parables of Jesus. They're kind of set in a more modern setting. A lot of them are um, because as a, as a parable, Jesus was telling a story and it was a story that was both it. They're all dual purpose. They were supposed to try to relate to the people like on terms that they would understand. But at the same time, they were supposed to be riddles that were meant to be solved. And only those who had eyes to hear, or eyes to see and ears to hear could solve the riddle. And, and that was the whole purpose of them. It was to be a stumbling block to those who were going to reject him anyway. But it was supposed to be an illuminating experience to those who were going to accept him. So uh, what Jesse and Leah have done with these songs, uh, they, they've taken these, these uh, familiar scriptures and they've just made, they've just turned them into really interesting folk songs. Uh, some of these are, I'd say some of them are more successful than others. Um, but some of these are just incredibly fun, incredibly rich songs. I, I enjoy the poetry in these. Uh, and, and I just really enjoy, I just, I just enjoy this album. I'm just going to fanboy out over this the whole time. So. I apologize if, if, if I sound like I'm uh, biased because I am. Six stars out of five. Huh? Six stars out of five. Absolutely. 1,500 stars out of three. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. It is. A lot of stars. Well, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Um, so this first track is called Tree O Tree. Uh, it is... The, the references that Jesse listed, that's Mark 11, 12 through 25, Matthew mm-hmm. 21, 18 through 22. Uh, I'll just go through the lyrics and then we can uh, dive into it. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to go through every lyric of every song, um, but I, I just, I like this one. So it starts, it says, Trio Tree, how'd you come to B.O.B. so barren? 
this season sees a side of you and seen. I, I just, I love that, that, uh, that, that poetry, um, when it gets to the season sees, uh, side of you and seen. Man, oh man, how'd you come to wear this mask of leaf on loan and hide your fruit right when your fruit should shine? I want to see your faith. I want to see your faith swell with oceans roar and ocean sway to swallow mountains whole. So this, uh, this song, it's, it's the first song on their first album. That, that is something that always fascinates me. How does a band choose the first song on their first album? This is how the world will meet you. Uh, that, that has always been something that's just really fascinated me. Uh, so this one, it starts with a guitar, uh, just some guitar picking. Uh, it's also got some piano going on. Um, and that's how we meet them. And we meet them in minor undertones. It starts on an, with an E minor. It goes to a G, C, and then back to an E minor. The, the chorus also is E minor to a B minor. So this is how we meet them in these minor undertones with the song about a, a cursed tree and uh, and how man you know, is that cursed tree and how uh, and how a man that is not in God will not bear good fruit. So I, I just I just found this to be just a, that beautiful imagery and then that I want to see your faith swell with oceans roar and ocean sway to swallow mountains whole. Uh, we get that that reference of if you have enough faith, you can tell the mountain to move and it will jump into the sea. So what were your main takeaways? Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see this a little bit later as well. But uh, what they do is they take more than just one pericope and kind of write a song around it. They're taking a lot of kind of a wider swath of a lot of passages. Mm -hmm. So not only does this cover where Jesus curses the fig tree, it also covers, um, like you mentioned, sort of that uh, faith greater than a mustard seed and um, the clearing of the temple, uh, which is in Mark uh, right after. It's kind of right between the beginning and end of the fig tree story. So... Uh, it really, uh, through the album, through their music, they kind of tie these different pericopes together in a way that helps um, the listener consider how they might be, you know, tie, uh, how they might be related, right? So yeah. it's almost like it's it's framing it for us. Um, and so uh, in in this particular one, we're seeing that... that uh, the mustard seed idea, um, faith, um, is what Christ is looking for. And on this tree, it was like a parable about the fruit not being there. Right. And, um, he wants to see your faith, uh, swell with oceans, roar and ocean sway to swallow mountains whole. Um, not, um, not, I walk upon the mountains. Oh, Oh, shoot. I totally messed it up. I was trying to like reference the song oceans. <laughs> yeah. He called me out upon the water. He called me out upon the water. Yeah. There, there wasn't a whole lot of that on, on here. Yeah. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of minor undertones. I, I deal with a lot of minor undertones when I write music. Mm-hmm. 
and uh and I, I feel like the minor undertones uh help with that contemplation aspect mm. it, it makes you it's it's not what you are used to hearing and so it makes you perk up um most songs are in major undertones mm-hmm. so that's what we're used to hearing and so this song beginning with this particular chord progression and with this particular the, the instrumentation um and I, I'm really bad with musical terminology, but there's like this finger picking on, on the guitar and the the piano is more, like there's some, it's more like chords. There's some play, like finger play going on, but it's almost like it's more spread out. Like there's a lot in the bass uh, and, and it seems like there's more like just openness to it. The notes aren't all together. There's like some of the more treble and the, the bass, like the hands are more spread apart. And I think that that kind of opens that up as well to something that you're not necessarily used to hearing and so it makes you think about it but uh, that's how we again that's how we meet poor bishop hooper uh is this song about the cursed tree and these minor undertones and just this call to be faithful this call to uh, to have a faith for the uh, to move the mountain into the oceans um uh, i just i really like i really like this particular song yeah, let's move on to battle. Yeah. So battle also begins with some minor undertones. Uh, it's referencing Luke 12, 49 to 56, Mark 14, 27, 28. And this is the, uh, you know, when will the Son of Man come again? And he says, you know, these will be the signs. You'll hear, you'll see wars and rumors of wars. Uh, so that's kind of the idea of, of this, the, the battle, it's those wars and, and rumors of wars. Um, man, that first verse, and, and I know I've mentioned this one before, um, I love this imagery. It says, open, every door I thought I wanted open seemed to close right when I saw the light in that tiny crack between the hinge and frame. And uh, I just, I love the imagery. The second verse um Second verse is even more interesting. Battle, every war I tried to walk away from seemed to grow four legs and find its stride, its run, and follow me with everything it had. Its instinct that serves each animal their prey. And this one has a hunger for a certain name. Mine. All mine. Uh, I I just, I love that that poetry. This idea of, you know, I am trying not to rock the boat. I am trying to keep you know, to keep things steady. I'm trying to stay out of this up, but the wars just keeps finding me. And if we are faithful, uh, if, if we are faithful and we're a light to the world, um, you know, we're going to bring a certain level of hostility with us. If we're doing our job and we are preaching the name of Jesus where we're supposed to go, even if we're trying not to rock the boats, the boats will get rocked because the gospel is offensive. And, um, and we will offend, even if we do so in love. Um, yeah. yeah. I wish that some people would remember that, you know, like, um, I, I, it's easy to just think that, oh, we can be a nice little church and um, just kind of go out into the community and um, meet other nice people and they'll come, to, they'll want to come to Jesus. Well, I mean, it would be nice if it worked that way, but the gospel is offensive and sugarcoating it or trying to 
you know, get people, you know, in the door kind of thing um, is something that, well, we've talked about quite a bit on this show, but um, it's just irrational. Yeah. At its core, the gospel says there's a big problem with you, with me. Um, yeah. And that is not going to be something that we are able to correct ourselves. Uh, and only, only Christ uh, can rescue us. Um, but uh, I will say kind of on a more humorous note, I did use this uh, song to wake up the children this morning and I just kept <laughs> playing open the your open eyes. eyes over and over yeah. and over again. It was fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Um, there's a moment in the, in the song, I think in the, second chorus at the end of it where they uh if you're singing along in the car you have to remember that this is coming up because i think it's something like they go open your eyes it's about that long um and if you forget you're like (gasps) yeah right in the middle of it so just a warning for you car singers out there yes, uh, or shower yes. singers to supply sh- yes. as well. It does. Uh, it does. So, be ready. So, uh, be ready. Yeah. 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 Keep, breathe deep. Open breathe your deep eyes. In the chorus. Open your eyes. Open see your the lungs. signs of this line the, coming up. Yes. See the signs of this line coming up. Open <laughs> your eyes. Um, and I love their harmonies. They are, yes. these guys, these guys are, ridiculously talented like they write their own music they sing their own music they produce their own music and they do it very efficiently and quickly and and uh and i like hearing them like uh harmonize with themselves too mm-hmm. it's, it's it's fun um we do that a lot with their songs especially uh yeah the, and then the end of the song uh when they when they fall and fall again they will fall, fall again. It's just, it's just such a fun, beautiful, interesting song. The guitar work is really, really, really folksy. This is one of their more folksy guitar picking songs. Uh, mm-hmm. I just really in, enjoyed the the whole production of this one. You're yeah. gonna hear me say that with all of these songs. Yeah. Well, we will. We will. Uh, you, you know, I can't remember if you mentioned this or not. I apologize, but the mark passage mark 14 27 through 28 is where jesus predicts the disciples falling away and uh so that along with the um first passage in luke about you know jesus is divisive jesus came to cause division which is not a very popular thing um but even the disciples even those close to him fell away um yeah but uh, and yeah, this see the signs of the times coming that goes back to the Luke passage where it's saying, Hey, you know how to read the we- signs of the weather, uh, learn to read the signs of the times. Um, yeah. people are going to fall away. People are going to, um, be divided one from another. Um, know that, you know, this is, this will happen. Um, it, it, there's a comfort in that too, though. Right. Because yeah. God is ultimately in control. Yeah. It's not ca- catching him by surprise. And it's like Christ saying, hey, look, you're okay. 
you know. Yeah. But, um, this will happen. Cool. It will. It will happen. Do you want to move on to treasure? treasure? Let's do it. Let's talk about treasure. Treasure is my oldest daughter's favorite on this album. Really? She, she would always, yeah, she would always say, um, "Hey, Daddy, can you play the song about a pocket full of, of empty space?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's the line you latched onto." Okay, yeah, treasure. Reference is Luke twelve thirteen through thirty four. Uh, this one is uh, Leah is the chief singer on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts off with this nice little guitar riff, acoustic guitar riff. And then, I am moving from the valley. I am breaking up my land. It's just, it's a really, really beautiful, beautiful vocals on that one. I'm giving every title to any stranger, any friend. I'm tired of the chains that I welcome. I had put myself in. Mm. I was boarding up the windows till a buyer finally came, but I wouldn't wait on any man to keep me from my way. I left a courtyard full of idols, kept a pocket full of empty space. But the day I made that trade was the day I felt safe. And then we get some of those trebles in on the on the guitar after that part. And then uh, what's a house more than a cave with a door to lock you in? a bath more than a rain without the fun of it. I was seeing for the first time everything that I had long missed. When the Son of Man came to me, spoke freely of this. And, uh, there's a treasure waiting for me on high. When the, <clears throat> when the glory I go and I die, the splendor will never fail and it shine in that never-ending light. And it's kind of that, that idea of don't store your treasures on earth, store your treasures in heaven. <clears throat> right. Uh, the passage is talking about the man who tore down his barns and made bigger barns, right? And um, Jesus says, no, is he's a fool. Uh, and that instead, you know, look to, to God who provides for the, the, the beasts of the earth, the ravens, you know, the, the birds uh, of the sky, uh, the, uh, the, the, the flowers, the lilies of the field are clothed mm-hmm. in splendor. Um, these are, mm-hmm. you, you know, if Christ, if God cares for these, you know, how much more is he going to care for you? Yeah. So it, it kind of ties back into this theme of where is your treasure? Where is your heart? Where is your faith? Uh, and we're going to see that continue on through this entire, entire yeah. album. Um, the third verse in the song, I think has some of the best metaphor uh, mm-hmm. in it. Um, I took the gun from this world's worries, took the knife from his cold hand. Now I know that all his riches can never hold me up again. Uh, try to shackle me with money and I'll slip right through his greedy grip. And that line, that greedy grip, uh, the way they sing it, they hold out the greedy grip. And so it's like that. I really like that. There's uh, that sound. Uh, where am I in bond is where my heart is. And uh, so it's, it's doing a lot of plays on words. Uh, I took the knife from his cold hand. Uh, his riches can never hold me up again. So it's kind of like that, almost like a train robbery kind of imagery going on. And uh, with the way that the instrumentals work as well, it feels like a 
like that old western old it does it's, it's it has really, that really, really clackety, clackety, clackety kind of like yeah. feel to it yeah it's it's this one is a lot more major overtones um with it it's it's, it's a lot of fun i like the what's a bath more than a rain without the fun of it mm-hmm. like bath mm-hmm. you can go and you just take a bath and get clean but you know you can go outside and play in the rain my kids would argue you could play in a bath too but <laughs> true story um though mine are pretty much beyond that age and uh they just take a shower now so they're yeah. more playing in the rain i suppose one could say i guess so <laughs> yeah um so this one this one has a lot of fun word play it's it's a uh, it's just it's, it's much more of a fun upbeat song after the, the two uh the first two songs which were a lot more minor undertones for sure cool man so saints um immediately you hear the reference to oh when the saints go marching in but they never complete it until the very end (laughs) Uh, yeah which i will say i'm very glad that they do complete it for the uh just the the aesthetics of the song i suppose um yeah and the first the first time that we listened to this song the first thing that, that I heard the song, we were thinking, is that where the saints come marching in? And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. Sure. And then it gets to the very, it's like, yep, it definitely is where the saints come marching in. So this is my favorite of all of the songs in this album to play on the guitar. Uh, in fact, if you were to go to YouTube or perhaps look at the show notes of this song, um, I have a video of, I've got a cover on YouTube of me playing the song. Um, I, I just I really enjoy this one. It's it's pushed me as a guitarist. I'm not I don't consider myself to be an instrumentalist very very much, but um, this is probably the the song I play the most interesting. Uh, so I, I've I enjoy that. It's the references. It's John eight six through eleven, and then seventeen uh, nine through twelve, as well as Revelation nineteen eleven through eighteen. So yeah, they break John, out of yeah. the 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 uh the gospels here and go all the way to mm-hmm. revelation uh in this particular one so and pretty crazy and, but, the, but they're all written by john so it's okay uh, <laughs> good point except for some <laughs> some may argue that luke actually wrote john 8 6 through 11 uh, some believe well, that some people don't know who wrote it. it but uh so john 8 6 through 11 it's part of the passage of the the woman caught in sin and mm, yes. he who has the uh, who, who has no sin can cast the first stone. Um, so that's, that's that passage, which most Bibles say this is not found in the oldest manuscripts. Some people think it was from a rough draft of the Gospel of Matthew, but or, or Luke or one of the other ones, but who knows? God knows. Um, but it's absolutely within the character of Jesus and it probably depicts an actual story that happened. So I think we can rest assured there. Uh, John 17 is the high priestly prayer. And then mm-hmm. Revelation 19, um, I believe that's the sword coming. coming out of the mouth, the victorious yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this song lyrically is probably the least faithful to the passages that it is referencing. Uh, it's very fun. There's a lot of creative liberty in this particular song. Um, so I kind of chalked this one up to uh, an interesting folk song 
that has spiritual undertones. I still really enjoy the song. And we have to plug the song, especially because it has the word Gilead in it. Um, so. It's a contractual obligation. Yeah. A, it is a contractual <laughs> obligation. Um, so the, the narrative of this song, it says, he said to me, and it's God, you know, he said to me, where is your halo? Where are your wings, your black book Bible? And I've lost them all, me. I've lost them all, but you know, it's not your fault. Uh, he asked me how. I said, the devil rides on my back every mile, and he won't take his claws out of my skin. I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm bleeding. And he bent down and wrote it in the sand, made a wave, then spelled it out in the ocean. Said, we'll be singing those angel hymns all together when the army comes marching right down from the sky. But boom, boom, boom. boom. But boom, boom, boom. Uh, I can help is what came from his mouth. And I yell, yes, please. But I've never spoken to the clouds. The way it grows every day, every hour, second and eternity. He laughed out loud and asked me to explain forever. No end to death and being born again. If it's the universe you want to see, come and take a walk with me. Uh, yeah, then it kind of goes back to that chorus. Then it goes to this... Uh, I guess bridge is what you could say. It's bridge, just, I'd say, like, yeah. yeah. And it's just kind of walks through parts of scripture, you know, went to the garden, saw him die alone, saw a baby in the water floating to a safer home, uh, saw the walls fall to the trumpeter, then the Gilead we ran. By the time we made it to the top, we were out of breath again. Then it gets kind of weird. We stood on the moon and moved craters to make faces, stuck our tongues out of the earth and slowed its rotation. It was July in the winter till we moved it back. Sorry, it was July in the winter before we moved it back to June. Past the speed of light, the speed of sound, the speed of time too. And he said, all of this is mine and yours too. All of this is mine and yours too. Uh, and the I, I really like this song. It's a fun folk song. I would not call it a successful scripture paraphrase song. <laughs> Um, no, <laughs> but it is fun. Uh, yeah. And, you know, um, I'm not I, like I see the allusions to some of the things he talks about, but um, I'm yeah, it, it, it does get a little a little interesting there. A lot yeah. of like, uh, you know, devil made me do it type stuff like but it, it fits the character of the song, like basing on yeah. marching in kind of thing. Like, yeah, you know. and, and and it's not like the song affirms that Jesus is saying, well, of course the devil made you do it. You know, it's the devil, like in the narrative, Jesus laughs. It's like, that's dumb. Don't, don't, don't be trying to run off with that excuse. Um, but I, I like that the last line, all of this is mine and yours too. And, and that's, um, you know, because, you know, everything is, I forget the, the, the scripture, but whatever is God's is mine. And whatever is mine is yours. Um, and it's talking, you know, about you know, the truth and about uh, forgetting the exact scripture passage. So I don't want to say what it isn't, but it's it, it's it's talking about you know these things that God has given to the Son. The Son is giving to us, and and part of that is the the, the truth of the scripture, and part of that as well is is um, you know the the truth of general revelation, which is what I believe this weird part about the dancing on the moon stuff is we can, the heavens declare the glory of God. This guy is proclaiming the work of his hands. You know, we, you know, Jesus is sovereign. He is what is 
he created the, the moon and he is sustaining the moon. And, and, and I get that out of, out of this fun little uh, weird narrative. So, uh, but yeah, this, again, this is my, I, I play the song on the guitar for the kids every week. Um, I just really enjoy playing the song. It's just, it's really fun. And it says Gilead. So there's <laughs> too many songs out there that, throw out the word Gilead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find uh, John three thirty five. The father loves the son and has placed all things into his hand. Um, oh, wait, John sixteen fifteen. Is this it? All that the father has is mine. Therefore I yes. said that he will take what is mine and will declare it to you. Yep. That's, that's what I, that's exactly, that is it. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, that is the one. I knew I could trust you, my research grant. Well, me and Logos Bible fuzzy verse uh, lookup, it worked. It's so. fine. I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> I have a research grant. Oh well, Logos is free. Uh, you can get a free copy. The it's severely limited in what it can do, but you can at least buy their books and whatnot. Um, yeah and put them on there if that's your thing and it can support a few things but yeah obviously not everything but anyway um yeah saints um so the next one is uh lamplight which lamplight was one of my three favorites on the album Uh, it references luke 12 35 through 47 um where it's you know, lamplight. I, I believe it's about the the, the virgins. Uh, ten virgins. Yeah, yeah. Trimming their lamps, making sure that they are ready at any time for the bridegroom. Um, yep, that would so. be the one. And this is a duet. It's difficult to sing alone, though it can be done. You just can't breathe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Jesse would sing one line, then Leah would sing the very next line, and then Jesse and then Leah, and then. Uh, they kind of do the harmonies in the chorus. Um, this song has some really interesting plays and words as well. Uh, let's see. Orphaned child or shadowed man, your brow bright gold, your birth right unknown. Do either know for what I wait? No, neither know the hour. Lamp light stay by my tired side. I can't miss the new sun shining. This mm-hmm. night is finally done. Mm-hmm. First time it says done. When this night is finally done. The second time, when this night is finally done. The third time, when this night is finally done. I don't know if you picked up on that, but that's one of my um, parts of it. I didn't, but uh, it, it also switches it to when this life is finally done. So, uh, oh, yeah. drawing the connection between you know, the illusion of night too. Um, and then, and then the last time it's when his glory finally comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When this, when this night is finally done, actually then when this life's finally done, then when the morning finally comes and then when the glory finally comes, because it does a repeat chorus at the end. Yeah. Uh, so one of my favorite lines in the song, it's it's in a 
the last verse. Don't be blind with worry or I or I close sleep for a noble thief lies mm. in waiting. I like how it says a noble thief because mm-hmm. um, the you know the passage is you know he's coming like a thief in the night, and uh, I know that one of the things that we that that we uh, will always look for is when this when a song might allude to God sinning, um, like in the song "Resurrecting" by uh, by Elevation, where it says, "Our God has robbed the grave." Uh, we we try not to we, we try not to to do that. We don't want to say that God is sinning. That God broke the law for love uh but in this particular line in scripture it was a uh, it was a metaphor right. he's coming like a thief of the night he's not coming to steal your things like a thief right. of the night he's coming unannounced like yeah. a thief in the night uh because it says you know if you knew what hour the thief would come then you'd be you'd, you'd be awake and ready for him but right. you don't know what hour a thief is coming and so you, and so you'd have to always be prepared um so he's coming like a thief in the night, not to steal things or to steal all the Christians away so that all of the non-Christians will stay on earth for seven more years uh, or something <laughs> like that. Necessarily, necessarily, I'll throw in that. Um, what was it? I, I reserve the right to change my eschatology midair. <laughs> that reminds have you, uh, I, th- I, I could have sworn I've talked about Rob Portlock on this show before, but he's a, uh, he drew these Christian cartoon, uh, Christian themed cartoons. And um, he has this picture of like these people, uh, you know, caught up in the, um, in the, uh, in the rapture. Right. And they're, they're like, you know, flying up out of the, out of the earth and whatever. And one, one guy is turning to this other guy pointing at him and saying, see, I told you it was pre-trib. <laughs> Yeah. Somehow, I, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen, but it was uh, yeah. a hilarious point. <laughs> I, I I don't know for certain. I think it was Tony Arsenal who said that. Um, I, I wonder if he's person. influenced by Rob Portlock as well. Or if he's still I, maybe. I don't know. But this this line, the noble thief, I, I yeah. like how they threw in the word noble because, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is, is noble. Um, so... It's a, it's that allusion to it's not that he's stealing. He's he's it's really Jesus, but that for a noble thief lies in waiting. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it was a nice that was a nice touch. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, Lamplight, um, like I mentioned, is one of those uh, favorite songs that I have as well. I I do like the parable of the 10 virgins, like we, we do need to be ready. Um, and, um, you're right. He does have our Jesse uh, and Leah both have like this beautiful imagery in their song with the, um, the, the lamp and the sun, you know, the sources of light, the light and dark kind of feel to it. But, and then there's a lot of those types of, uh, you know, strong, um, splits, like, uh, a set trap sits in anxious pain. Um, balanced thirst with slight foretaste, but then freedom seeks to be unleashed. And then desert, like a desert waits for water 
or the first man first seeks, man his, seeks Eve. his Eve. Yeah. I love that line. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just so. like choked up right as I was about to talk. And so my voice went away for a second. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were just getting all emotional <laughs> about oh, the yeah. first man it's... seeking his Eve. They don't even capitalize Eve, so you got to know. Just have to know. He, uh, so these particular chord charts, he does not have on his website for purchase or anything. He made them for me. That was nice. I didn't it was know that. incredibly nice. Yeah. I, I was like, hey, do you have any chord charts? He goes, I can make them up. So, all right. So, yeah. So, there might be some slight typos. So, yeah. Well, I'm not too worried about it. But. I'm not too worried either. So, yes, these, this chord charts that I'm holding in my hand are mine and i greatly appreciate it jesse that's really cool i use them all the time i'm really grateful for these you're like the honorary member now of poor bishop hooper and brian jemerson and brian jemerson yes i'm there i am there i am the number one fan at least in 2021 (laughs) that's cool yeah that's cool all right so Let's uh, maybe move on to Risk on Me. All right. So Risk on Me, it references Matthew 25, 14 through 30. This is the parable of the talents. Yes. And uh, this is the first one that is an on-the-nose uh, <clears throat> parable. It, it, this is a, a paraphrase, just a complete retelling of the parable from the perspective of the servant that buries the talent. Uh, and this one, this one is one of my top three favorites on the album. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Why'd you ever take a risk on me? Didn't know my own heart. Didn't know my creed. You left house and home to a slave unfreed. Why'd you ever take a risk on me? Hmm. Brother took the most, but the most he made multiplied fivefold with the gold you gave. Sister, no thought, did the very same, took two, made two in her master's name. I was tired of thinking on your reasonless escape, a trust so far unknown, so foreign made to me. So this is the title track. Title track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I set out at the night as the fear set in, pulled ground from the ground till my two hands quit. I think that's my favorite line in the song, pulled ground from the ground till my two hands quit. There is not a soul to see where I had hid every single ounce, every single cent you'd given. And that rhyme, hid to given, where they kind of sneak in the end, is a really good trick to do if you want to uh, make the lines imbalanced. It is surprising. So uh, I I talk about surprise uh, in, in music. When you throw in that last, like you sneak in that last syllable, it makes it kind of go off course just a second to throw you off. And and it's done it in a way that it's it's intentionally trying to make you feel a little bit thrown off because it's a, it's kind of a, that secretive, you know, lazy, um, cowardice that's going on. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, goes through the chorus again, and then it has a musical interlude. And then it changes from this minor undertones to this major undertones. And it says, when he returns, 
He calls for my brother. When he returns, he calls for her too. With joy in his eyes, he sees their faithful work and says, Well done, my child. Come rejoice with me. Well done, my child. Come rejoice with me. And then it goes right back to the minor undertones. Hung my head as he called my name. Knew I'd done nothing but cowering. I took him to the pit as I hit my face. Gave back to him the only chance he gave. Though I gave back to him the only chance he gave. That's, it's just so somber. And it's like, it, I don't know. It just makes me, it gives me goosebumps. I like, I like the song. So do you think Jesus took a risk on you? That's the only quip I have about the song. Yeah, no, and, and no, I, I don't. But, um, and that's why, again, parables can be a little bit different. And, and just in, for, to his perspective, he feels like there's a risk taken on him. But again, we, we get it at the end that he was, he was the coward. Um, you know, he, he was the coward. It wasn't necessarily the risk he did just because he didn't understand the reasoning behind the situation doesn't mean that there wasn't reasoning behind the situation. I think that's something really important to learn. Again, this is a parable from the perspective of the unfaithful servant. So you can't expect the unfaithful servant to understand everything correctly. And I, and I think that Jesse would agree with that as well, though that is an excellent question to ask. Ah, if you think of it, if I think of it. Um, so, yeah. Um, and that's in, you know, I, I know that you're thinking reckless love. Uh, <laughs> we're always, we're always thinking about reckless love. I'm not uh, we, always thinking. I try not to think always. About that. <laughs> uh, it's a life goal. But it is life goal. Uh, and the difference between this song and that one would be that in Reckless Love, the songwriter is trying to make you think that Jesus is taking a risk on you. Whereas I don't think that Jesse is trying to make you think that that is a truth. It's just the, the perspective, the persona. Um, on this one, what do you make of, he, uh, puts the melody in bass. It's even written into the musical instructions there. Yeah. Um, anything about that? Like just, it's kind of a different little move, right? Yeah. And, and I, and I, um, I think even that, that line that the melody in bass, I think that that is probably a, a line for, um, I think that's probably more of a direction for, uh, the inversions for the chords. I, I haven't done a, too much of a dive into listening for what's going on there, but I would think that that would be like, that's the bass line for the guitar. That could be wrong. No, I was just curious. Um, uh, listening to that part, they kind of have the piano up high on that one, just sort of on the rhythm. Yeah. Like ba da 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 da, and then yeah. keeping that going, and and then it goes into when he returns, which is maybe I'm curious if it's a reference to the hymn, um, da 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 da. Oh, I had the this song uh, stuck in my head. Dun 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 da 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 da, dun dun, and um that song, um. Do you remember what hymn I'm talking about? I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, so it, it, it's um, um, 
When I survey, when I survey, yeah, but there's a line in there that kind of matches um, the what he's saying here. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm hastily searching the lyrics. Uh, that's by Isaac Watts. But when I survey yeah. the um, oh here it is. Um, we're the whole realm of nature mine that were present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine demands my soul, my life, my all. That's the fourth verse of that song. And it, yeah. he doesn't do this elsewhere in the song. I don't like, I can't think of it, but I, I would be really curious to find out if he was referencing that because, um, uh, it, the, the, the concept right right yeah of you know uh, Christ giving us everything and whether yeah. that's maybe one talent two talents or five talents whatever it is um you know th- it demands my soul my life my all and yeah. uh, I just <laughs> kind of think that would be a really cool tie-in but um I don't know yeah um it's it's possible uh that those first like that the the beginning of that that melody line is the same i don't know if it's intentional or or circumstantial but that would be something interesting to ask um one thing i do like about that particular line is that twice Mm -hmm. it says well then my child can rejoice with me and when i imagine the song listening to it i think i think of him turning to the the brother and saying and then turning to the sister and saying it again because uh, there's two of them that were faithful, so it says it twice. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, good song. Let's maybe move on to Final yeah. Fire. Unless you Final Fire. That. No, that's I'm good. So Final Fire uh, references Matthew six nineteen through twenty four, as well as ten nine through forty, and Luke sixteen ten. So Matthew ten is the chapter where. Jesus sends everyone out. It's it's the uh, it's it's the, the the difficult passage of you know I'm sending you out and it ain't gonna be easy. You know you're mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough. Uh, I remember I've told the story before when I was sending music off for critique and I said you know uh, Lord help my unbelief. He's like where in the scripture does it say you know that Jesus helps or you know, where in the scripture does it say that he promises pain? He promises strife. I'm like. Matthew 10. It's there. Go read it. Where are you getting this? He's like, where are you getting this? That the Bible says this. It's like, it's in Matthew yeah. 10. I thought Go the read Bible it. was about like, love your neighbor and God is love. And we should just all love each other. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was how to be a good person and live your so, best life now. Okay. That's so this, I mean. so this song starts hard. Hard days coming up ahead. Leave your money at home, take empty hands instead. Uh, wolves wait around every corner now. I love how they turn wolves into an onomatopoeia. <laughs> I had because that's what because that's what, that's what yeah. they did. Yeah, that yeah. Um, uh, so very creative. So Jesse is singing, and then Leah comes in right on that word. She's an octave higher, and so she, it, it's like she's howling like a wolf. 
uh, when she says it, but it's just so beautiful. Uh, wolves wait around every corner now. The second that you see their eyes sneak into the trees, it would you call them out. And then uh, stay as white as doves, stay as sharp as snakes. Know the kings you meet, there's not one I didn't make. So that's from the, the verse, you know, saying, uh, uh, forget the exact words. Wise as serpents and as, or yeah, as cunning as, as serpents. As cunning as serpents. As, innocent, yeah, as, innocent as doves. As doves. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cunning as serpents and as innocent as doves. So be as white as doves, be as sharp as snakes. But the kings you meet, there's not one I didn't make. Uh, so, so long since I felt the sun. I have plenty of enemies. I have plenty of enemies, but being lost in the cold isn't one. That's probably my favorite line in the song. I've made, I have plenty of enemies, but being lost in the cold isn't one. Uh, this world isn't one I need to see. Uh, if I'm faithful with a little, I'll be trusted that beyond my wildest dreams. And then it goes back to the chorus, kind of does a double chorus where it changes the words at the end. Um, don't you be afraid, let the words you speak only be the ones that give you. And then it gets fun. It goes from the, it goes from the kind of normal folk song to the, to the dance song. Tarnished brass, rotten bread, all my life, all I had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's difficult to make, it is difficult to make that transition when you're just playing with you on the guitar. I was telling you that. It, it, <laughs> I'm not, I, this is one I enjoy playing, but I, I don't ever play it well. This one's uh, not on YouTube folks is what he's trying to no. say. Yeah. I did not have a cover <laughs> of me singing this on the YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this one is, is really, really, really fun when, uh, yeah. Belts that broke backpack holes. Every time I scrambled for what fell out on the ground, the very place it will stay when the final fire wins. Oh, masters come masters go belt the slave. I did not know. Choice was mine, always mine, though it seemed so powerful. How many can you really serve? Know the one you love, know the one you must despise. Ah, yeah, that's the uh, Luke 16.10, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, where it, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is just, uh, it's, it's, this is a really fun folk, folk jig, is what I'm going to call it. It's got the two kind of main sections but yeah that it, it was fun what, what were your what were your thoughts on, on that uh on that transition well it's it, it it's a song that moves i mean um it it, it just it, it does have that hoedown type feel it it and which i enjoy personally but um I, it is a fun one. Like, I feel like if I knew this song really well, um, a, I can hear a fiddle part in my head for it that I'm not nearly good enough to play. Um, which is depressing in some ways, but, um, (laughs) the point is like, uh, this, this is just one of those fun songs that moves and, and could be, you know, uh, I'm sure it's a lot of fun to play. But it, it would be fun to, I, I don't know, this would, this is one that could be, you know, at the AAA baseball game uh, where they're, you know, instead of Cotton Eye Joe, this could be the song. It would be amazing. Yeah. It would be amazing. I'm going to suggest that. <laughs> yeah. Can you play the song about salty sweat dripping from my face instead of Cotton Eye Joe? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's more real. Cotton Eye it Joe. What does that even mean? No All one right. knows. Where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> 
saw right through that one. Yeah. All right. So after yeah, after Final Fire is A Ghost to Guide You, which is probably this this song probably has my favorite moment on the album. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, at the the end of this song, I think it has my favorite moment at the octave jump. Uh, so references Matthew eighteen twenty one to thirty five, as well as John twenty twenty one to twenty three. This song, scripture wise, is all over the place. It uh, it it is kind of cobbling together a narrative, and I I'm wondering if this is something that uh, that Jesse or Leah kind of really connected with as like different scriptures as to different parts of their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, narrative wise, it starts off with the unforgiving servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it moves on from that uh, to, you know, still like a similar vein. Uh, we have the forgiving, like uh, the, the passage of, you know, should you forgive your brother seven times? No, I say 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so it has that. It moves on to then uh, the receiving of the Holy Spirit and being empowered to to go out after, you know, the after basically being regenerated. Mm-hmm. So it kind of starts like in this pre-regenerate uh, state of being unforgiving and yes. then being and then being forgiven, becoming regenerate, and then going on to continue forgiving others. So there's like this process of this song. So it starts off, uh, pack my debts on the backs of men. You're left with an army 10,000, burdened, tired, and slow to move, weighed down by the price I owe to you. A penny is all I ever gave to a faithful man, to a fellow slave. He asked for patience, he asked for grace, but I choked him down when he could not pay. So that's the the parable of the unforgiving servant where he owed like an enormous amount, like a billion years worth of, of wages. And, uh, and he was forgiven that. And so there's a guy that owed him a week's worth and he, um, he made him pay. So he was then thrown into jail until he could pay every last cent. So that was the, that's the parable saying, you know, if you've been forgiven, shouldn't you go and forgive others? Uh, so then we have the show me your way breaking mine. It was always seven times. My way was to forgive seven times until you spoke of your immeasurable approach, just a shadow of where you're from, where you'll go. I love that. Uh, show me your way breaking mine. It was always seven times. Uh, yeah, so that immeasurable approach would be that 70 times 7. So then the second verse is similar. It's it, I, I don't know if it's pulling from any scripture specifically, or at least as specifically as much as, the, as verse 1. Uh, but it's it's kind of more of, of, of the same. And then it gets to this bridge. You breathed and said receive this ghost to guide you. Obviously being Holy Ghost. Uh, as you go and fight for me, it is he who cry, who will cry out for you. And, and then it has this octave jump. And we pray, lead us not into what tempts our bones, desires. Forgive our unending sins as day after day we commit them. 
as time after time we forget them. And then this is my favorite moment in the song, the chorus at the octave jump. Show me your way breaking mine was always seven times. Show me your way breaking mine. It was always seven times. And then it holds that note out and then it goes back to this uh, to the riff at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I mean, you out. breathed and said receive. I, that is, I, I think that's the, the last passage where Jesus breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit on the yeah. disciples, that is. Um, obviously, John 20, you can tell. Mm -hmm. uh, that's towards the end of Jesus' life. I believe it's um, yep. right at the... Uh, the uh, only 21 chapters, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's at the um, Last Supper. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's before then, I believe. Because well, 17 is the high priestly prayer, so... Last Supper is oh, yeah. 13 through 15. Yeah, so, uh, so it's 20, after 20 oh, is post-resurrection. It's, yep. it's before it's before the the uh, the last chapter is is, is uh, the restoration of Peter. So it's before that. Or, yeah, it, it's, it's right after he, um, what's his name? Uh, the unbelieving Thomas. one. Thomas. Yeah, and when he had uh, so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then... Oh, were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord? Then Jesus yep. said to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them, and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Um, Thank you, King James. Sorry. Yeah, I'm reading this right out of our uh, good friend's uh, project called Relight, um, because it was easy to link to. Um, and uh, it was actually before. It was not when Thomas was there. Uh, it was the, okay. it was the time when Thomas wasn't there. That's what I'm trying to say. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then it goes into like this Lord's Prayer, really, right? Uh, yeah, as we part pray, of it. It's not into... Yeah. Right. It, it, just to the, the part, because... You said earlier, like the song is a little bit disparate in as far as, but I, I think the concept of forgiveness unites it together. So it does. It, in, it absolutely does. And that, they they do that with a lot of these songs on here, where they're pulling yeah. like these concepts, this one concept from all across various passages, and um, presenting it in one one song. Would you say that one of these scripture passages helps interpret the other scripture passage? I would. In fact, there is a um, a thing about that. Uh, that is in the Confession of Faith, isn't it? Probably. I, I don't know the say, terms. I just know um, that's, that's what we here at the, uh, the Balmcast believe the Bible is. Helps you yeah. The Bible is the best tool to interpret the Bible. Yeah, uh, 1.7 of the Westminster Confession of Faith says, All things in Scripture are not alike plain in themselves, nor alike clear unto all. Yet those things which are necessary to be known, believed, and observed for salvation are so clearly propounded and opened in some place of Scripture or other that not only the learned, but the unlearned, in a due use of the ordinary means, may attain unto a sufficient understanding of them. Um so there you go. Thank you, right Westminster Divines. Yes. Um, you can also go to 1.9, uh, 
two paragraphs later where it says the infallible rule of interpretation of scripture is the scripture itself. And therefore, when there is a question yeah. about the true and full sense of any scripture, which is not manifold, but one, uh, the uh, Catholics back then, especially maybe they do today had like um, four different meanings to each passage. And I don't have it memorized, but there were four different meanings. Uh, it must be searched and known by other places that speak more clearly. Uh, anyway, so yeah. there's some Westminster. I, I encourage all of you to pick up a copy of the Westminster Confession for free on relight.app and uh, give it a read, see what you think, and write in and tell us about it. Yep. And uh, if we could steal a word with, with God, we could possibly ask him and get the, even though every breath of his is a mystery, maybe those answers that we're looking for, maybe those are the answers that we need. That was a reference. To the very next song that we're about to do. Oh, good segue. <laughs> oh, yes. Boom, boom. So, sorry. The next song good. is called The Whole Sight of You. Uh, Mark 4, 10 and 11, as well as 6, 50 through 52, and Ezekiel 36, 26. Yeah. Breaking out uh, of the New Testament even with this one. Oh, yeah. Just for a verse. So, so this song, I, I really like the majority of this song. I, I There's a, an aside kind of at the end that I don't care for as much. And I'll, and I'll get into that. So well, there's it's just... Nobody's perfect. Just kind of like this four lines and and it's not there's nothing wrong with it it's just i don't care for it as much um so this is kind of an intimate conversation with god uh and and i can think of it as you know being an intimate even an intimate conversation with the, the man of, of christ during his time um could i steal a word with you could i offer you my hand though it seems your time is priceless i couldn't help myself but ask Every term you make is foreign, every breath a mystery. But it's the answers that I'm going for. It's the answers that I need. How could I hope to ever see, to understand? I'm a broken mind and a broken man. How can I hope to understand? When even all the angels don't know. They've never seen every sight of you. And all eternity can't hold the majesty, the whole sight of you. Uh, this is very profound song it's it's definitely like a waxing philosophic it's a very uh very subdued piano driven uh very beautiful song the this pre-chorus i love the pre-chorus i love the flow of the pre-chorus there's like it goes from this kind of very melodic very uh you know, straight rhythm verse to this syncopation and in, in this pre-chorus that, that is intended to kind of throw you off. It's like, how can I hope to ever see, to understand? I'm a broken mind and a broken man. How can I hope, pause, to understand? And it's like this, it goes back into the, in, in, into the, the even lines. I, I, I love that prosody. It, it's, it's kind of like this almost desperation aspect where it's, it's hitting you in these weird places. It's and uh, and then it has that pause where you kind of take that breath and recompose. Love it. That is probably mm -hmm. one of, that is one of my favorite moments in this album. Yeah. Um, this, this is one of my three top three favorites of the album. 
Um, I just, yeah. I love this song. Um, yeah. This one, uh, Lamplight, like I mentioned, and then Treasure, those three. So I'm with your daughter on, on Treasure yeah. there. Uh, but the whole side of you, um, it also reminds me, in addition to Mark 4, 10 through 11, 650 through 52, and Ezekiel 36, 26, uh, I will give you a new uh, heart. I will take away the heart of stone and give you a, um, mm. you know, a, a new heart of flesh. Um, yeah. That was a paraphrase, but it's it's that verse. But it also reminds me of 1 Peter 1, 12, which is... It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you concerning the things which are now reported to you by the, uh, by those who have preached the gospel to you through the Holy Spirit, who is sent from heaven, things into which the angels desire to look. And yeah. there's just a, a, a hint of that. Um, yeah. Like even all the that. angels don't know. Uh, they've never seen every side of you. Um, and uh, they, anyway, that's what that part reminds me of. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things I like about the song, you know, this first verse, he's like, you know, can I just have a moment of your time? Mm. And we, as Christians, we know that not only can we have a moment of God's time, but he is, is he tore the, the, the veil from top to bottom so that we can always have that moment we can always have the time we can always boldly approach the throne of grace um and so i, I like the humility that that is portrayed in this in this in the language i mean he's not trying to to make a truth claim that jesus time is, is priceless and, and we have to earn it he's not trying to make that claim he's trying to make the he's trying to show humility you know you know, i you know, i desperately want that intimacy you know i i just desperately want to know you more and uh and i am humbly approaching you mm-hmm. and and, uh, and and i do like that um that yeah the second verse you know is it me who forms the puzzle is it me who sets the trap though i've tried so hard at knowing maybe you never wanted that I can see my heart is hardened. I can see my flesh is stone. But I will pray my blind eyes open. I will pray my off ears on. Um, I would probably have worded that a little bit differently to make it sound less works-based. Mm-hmm. But but there is that idea of the more faithful we are at praying, the more we will see him. The more faithful we are at coming to him, the more we will hear his voice. Uh, the more that we will be, our eyes will be opened to the truth in the scripture. Our ears will be opened to the truth in the scripture. The more that we are spiritually disciplined. And, and I, I know that that's where he's going at. Um, I would have just probably worded it a little bit differently. But that's just me. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I can see that. Um, yeah, it, they're bringing, uh, the poor Bishop Hoover brings together both Jesus calming the storm getting heart of new flesh and um, where Jesus takes the disciples aside. They're like real confused about the um, a parable that he told the parable of the seeds, the soils. And um, they're like, we don't get it. And he's like, well, to, to many, you know, this is not 
supposed to make any sense. Um, it's to you that the mystery of God is given. And so this is like from that perspective of the guy who's like, I know that, you know, it's not for everyone, but you know, God, please help me see, help me see what I'm missing here. And, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this is a almost a, a really interesting. It, it's a prayer song, really, right? It is. It's a prayer, and it's a great song. Like even just thinking about it, like, boy, this is a, a song. Like, help me understand your word. Help me understand um, what I'm reading um, by the power of your Holy Spirit. You know, open my eyes. You know, turn my ears on, so to speak. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the the last last little bit mm-hmm. it kind of has it's 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 more of an aside it's the music kind of changes the chord structure is still the same but it's the the, the feel changes that the melody changes it says i can't wait to get a glimpse of you oh lord just to see your face it's the only thing i want to see it's the only thing i need to see and then it kind of goes soft piano until it ends um that's one of those things you know, when, when Moses was asked, you know, you can get anything. I will give you anything. You just ask. And Moses says, I want to see your face. Mm-hmm. And so there is a, there is a scripture to back this up. Uh, and, and I think, and, and I think that we, to some degree should all be there, should all strive to be there. We should all strive to get the, to see the glory of God. But there's multiple reasons for why you might want to see the face of God. If that reason is for you to, you you just desperately uh, want to, you want your heart to be clean enough to to witness the glory of God and live. Like that should be everyone's desire. My desire to see God is I want to be clean. I want to to be freed from all of my sin from, from the, not only my sinful thoughts, my sinful actions, but just the presence and the, and the stain so that I can be with God. Um, that's one thing, but then there's this, you know, the other way of, you know, I just, I, I am just thinking about God so much in my work. I can't even, do my job right because I just love God so much and I just want to see his face and be with him so that I can have all the feels. And uh, and I'm not saying that that's what Jesse's going at. I absolutely don't think that he's going in this direction. But it kind of feels like that if, if I just saw these four lines in a vacuum, I might mm-hmm. think that that's what he was meaning. But uh, so I don't like these four lines just because it feels a little bit lovey-dovey jesus is my boyfriend uh, but i yeah. don't think that's what he means sure. I, I really don't think that's what he meant when he wrote it i mean it would have been helpful if he thrown exodus 33 on there uh verses yeah uh, 17 through 23 yeah. um but again moses begs god to see his uh see his glory really um yeah. but what does god say he says, uh, you cannot see my face for no man can see me and live in verse 20 of chapter 33. Yeah. yeah. As far as these, these proof texts at the top, there's only two people with a 
physical copy of this in their hands and it's just you and me. So, oh, well, soon yeah. everybody's going to have the references on the show notes. So that's true. I've been writing that them down. Yeah. Will put dozens, dozens of people. Um, yeah. So I, I think that knowing Jesse, I would say that he's definitely going for option a there. Sweet. Um, I just, when I, when I sing the song, I usually just repeat the chorus again. I, I usually drop the octave and do the chorus one more time, but that's just me. It's my taste. Love it. All right. These last two songs that the deep tracks of this album the deep cuts. Are, are honestly probably my two least favorite songs. Um, yeah, I can they're, see they're, Yeah. Um, so He Loved Us to the End is probably my least favorite song on the album. That said, it was still in my top 100 songs that I listened to in 2021. So, <laughs> so take that for whatever you will. Uh, so He Loved Us to the End references Matthew 26, 17 through 30, and John 13, 1 through 17. John 13 is um, washing of the feet. Um, and then I don't remember Matthew 26 on top of my head. That is, uh, on the first day of the, oh, the Passover. So on the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples, it's a, it's a parallel verse. Okay. Yeah. So, um, one of the things we haven't talked about in, in detail yet is, uh, there are certain words and phrases that have kind of been picked up in several of the songs. Uh, and this one is probably one of the strongest ones in uh, talking about slaves and masters. There are a lot of songs on this album that have either the word slave or the word master in it. Uh, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why they, they, they did this and why they kept those words when they kind of updated some of the other ideas and themes is because he wanted you to think of the seriousness of it. He didn't want to downplay uh, those those metaphors that, that Jesus used. Uh, and I think of like, uh, you know, Solos' very first album was called Slave Songs. It mm -hmm. was kind of a compilation of Cody's earlier work. But that the, the reason you call it that is because you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to righteousness. You're going to have a master. And yep. so... Just make sure that your master is one that you fully support the all through your ear in the doorway. Because uh, it's going to be one or the other. So that was some nice imagery. But uh, so deep, deep cuts from the book of Leviticus right there. Absolutely. Uh, deep hole punches. Deep wounds. Yes. Deep wounds. <laughs> that wasn't even meant um, to be. <laughs> Excellent work. Anyway. Yes. So listen on, listen in. Have you seen my master, you ask? Is he like those I've met, or kings with slaves in number? They cheat their way to glory's seat, lay burdens on men's shoulders, their fingers soft, their knees too weak, unmet by work or prayer. Serve the man who served him death, wash the filth from his feet, wash the dirt from him, betrayed for a pocket silver laced by a heart that didn't understand. My master is a humble man. And then it gets fun. So it starts off really kind of mellow. Da, 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 da. And when it gets to that chorus, it kind of builds. And then 
my master is a humble man. And then the whole band comes in and, uh, and it's, it, it gets a little bit jiggy there, uh, from then on, uh, you know, he, he knew his hour had come. He kept his cup right uh, tight in hand, how great it'd be to see him old, still how much better the way he chose, the way he chose. Serve the man who served him death, wash the filth from his feet, wash the dirt from him, the trade or a pocket silver laced by a heart that didn't understand. Then to hang on a hill he died with a company of thieves on his left and on his right. Said one man, remember me if you can, and he gave it all to him. Uh, and then we have some more, an instrumental, and then it just kind of dies down. And then mm -hmm. it gets to this, this aside at the end. Even when no one saw, he loved us to the end. Even when everyone ran off, he loved us to the end. Even when we have to stare through the holes in his hand, he loved us to the end. He loved us to the end. Uh, and I said this in my least favorite song. It's still a really good song. Uh, <laughs> top 100. Top 100, yes. And uh, the the arc of this song is really good. The, the imagery in this song is really good. I like their fingers soft, their knees too weak, unmet by work or prayers. Mm. They feel like they can do anything, mm -hmm. uh, and but they don't do anything themselves. They, they don't mm -hmm. feel like they need God because they have other people that they can use. Uh, they, they can get out of doing the hard stuff because of these things. But then look at our master. You know, he washed the filth from our feet. Uh, he, he served. He, he, this is one of the most amazing parts of this narrative that, that I don't think we meditate on too much. Jesus washed Judas's feet. We, we remember him washing Peter's feet because Peter made a big deal about it. But Judas sat there with Jesus washing his feet, knowing what he had already done, knowing what was going to happen to Jesus. And Jesus knew it too. And washed his feet just like he washed everyone else's and didn't give him the side eye. You know, he, he loved him to the end, even though he knew that he was going to be betrayed. And, uh, yeah, my master is a humble man. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't have too much to add to that. Um, is the imagery, uh, does tie into a lot of the themes that we're hearing, uh, throughout the entire album of uh, treasure and mm -hmm. of, of um, you know, Jesus' compassion, his love, uh, and also uh, the theme of um, forgiveness. Forgiveness. Thank you. <laughs> I had it all in my head and I was like, I'm going to nail this. <laughs> Didn't nail it. But yeah. Jesus' compassion, forgiveness, and uh, treasure, um, mm -hmm. you know, value, uh, who, who we allow to control us, uh, masters and slaves, um, who's worth serving as, as a servant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then this, uh, this last song, this last song is a really sweet song. It's, it's a, Leah is the primary vocalist on this one. Um, I feel like it's from the voice of the father of 
or from the seventy. It, it it feels the like Bible it's passages from, where the yeah, sons it's from of the mother. Get their mom to like yeah beg Jesus, hey, can you let my sons you know sit on your right and left when you come into your kingdom? Yeah, I'm still thinking this is an earthly kingdom, right? Um, yeah. But it, it feels like it's Zebedee's voice. There's the imagery of the ocean and the uh, and the anchors because Zebedee was a fisherman. So Zebedee was a fisherman and he employed his two sons and two of his son's friends uh, by the names of Andrew and Peter. And so he lost four hired workers that day. And that's something that's an interesting thought. Um, we we seem to, to see that that was an okay thing to happen. That and, and in this song, I, I feel like we, we get that as well. You know, please take take my sons. You know, they're they're worth saving. Uh, and in uh, I, I like that imagery, but yeah, these this these questions are anchors. If I stay in the rain, uh, where inch after inch my ocean is made, uh, uh, though it might take years, I'll drown all the same, waiting on answers you already gave. I, I kind of feel like it's from Zebedee's perspective, even though it is Leah singing, and it is Zebedee's wife that uh, that approaches Jesus. In the, in the yeah. Narrative. Okay. All right. I'll but, buy it. But it's it's interesting. It's it it makes it makes it interesting. Uh, I don't think it matters, regardless. But this song has some really beautiful imagery. Uh, but I leave, after reading through the song and singing the song, I think I leave more confused after this song than any of the other ones. Uh-huh. Uh, so the reference is Matthew 20, 20 through 28, right. which is probably the story when when their mom comes to Jesus right. and says, which, yeah, uh, you know, would you rest my tired bones, break up my demons? beggar at heart when I first uh, met you. I had heard of the tricks you could do. These questions are anchors if I stay in the rain where inch after inch my ocean is made. Though it might take years, I'll drown all the same waiting on the answers you already gave. Take up my sons. I have a family for saving. that are better in your hands than ever in mine. Could one sit at your left? Could one sit at your right? These questions are chains that will stay on my wrists if I kick away the keys for not deserving it. I'll stay locked in this prison. My own hand I've made waiting on the freedom you already gave. I love this imagery. And and I I can definitely see this, this narrative that, that they've built of uh, someone who just completely misses the mark. And I think that's I think that's the point. Uh, in the moment, especially the probably Zebedee and his wife both really wanted their sons to be, you know, the right hand man, the left hand man of, of, of Jesus. Uh, these sons being James and John. Uh, and uh, they were thinking as an earthly kingdom, they were thinking this kingdom was coming now and they didn't, they missed the boat. They missed the mark. That, that wasn't what the plan was. And Jesus said, you know, I, I have not decided there is, there's already a place appointed for my left and for my right. And it's not me who has decided that it's the father. Right. Uh, and so this, this idea of waiting on answers you already gave or waiting on the freedom you already gave, uh, 
so interesting because there's so that that I would say that's very Jewish. Um, like Orthodox Jews are constantly praying for God to send the Messiah when the Messiah's already come. And it's this this idea that they've missed the mark already. Um, yeah, though it might take years, I'll drown all the same waiting on the answers you already gave. Uh, you know, I'll stay locked in this prison by my own hand I've made waiting on the freedom you already gave. It's just, it's very beautiful, but I, I don't fully understand where he's coming to these conclusions uh, from from the particular scripture. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure either. That was kind of confusing. Like there's no Jesus... Uh, rebuke in there there's um maybe it's just posing the question i don't know uh getting people yeah. hey you should maybe dig into this but um but the last verse verse 28 of the reference here is even as the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister and to give his life as a ransom for many hmm. um i don't know i would have liked to see that in there but uh, yeah. Ask Jesse, you know, that'd be a great uh, yeah. thing to ask him. Like, um, you know, what do you hope people kind of walk away with, with uh, from this song? Um, yeah. And why did you put in the whole verses 20 through 28 as reference to it? Uh, just curious. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. And again, this is still top 100 for me. <laughs> sure. In, the, in, in last year. I, I went through, I, I knew that some of these were going to be, and I remember looking, a lot of them were at like the, in the top 20. And then I was like, I'm going to count through and I'm going to see how many songs through this album made it. Yep. Every dang one of them. Uh, nice. This is, I, I love this album. I, I listen to this album all the time. I'm probably, it's probably still going to be on my 2022 wrapped that this and uh, into the lantern waste. Yeah. My two top listened albums. Yeah. But I am a huge fan of this album. Uh, no work is perfect except for the work that you write yourself. And even then, it's probably never perfect because everyone is their own worst critic. Uh, but these, these songs are, are very special to me. Uh, I, I've talked before. There was an episode series we did on style, and I talked about heart music, where every person has a particular musical style that they just connect with mm -hmm. on, on like on another level. And this album is like my heart music to a T like this is just, if you want to know what music speaks to Jimerson, listen to this album and you'll get to know me a little bit better in, the, in that process. Cause this, this just every track, uh, every track musically, lyrically, poetically, uh, this is, this is my music. Very cool, man. So looking back, what do you think are some of the main themes that we're seeing just overall for the entire album? Yeah, overall. Um, so, uh, faith and forgiveness, you know, treasure slavery, uh, and by slavery, I mean, you know, you must have a match. You must serve one master. Uh, those are some of the major themes. Uh, there is uh, preparedness as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can see that one definitely in Lamplight, but you know, also to a degree in like Final Fire and even Risk on Me. Uh, 
like part of the part of the parable of the talents was he didn't know when his master was coming back. Uh, he wasn't prepared. That's right. Um, um, and then yeah, as far as like the, the the idea of faith, you even have like the whole side of you where there is that like this is a prayer pouring out of you know, from a place of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I would say, you know, thinking about treasure as well, like treasure going right into saints, you know, the part of the treasure is the scripture and, and being able to, to trust in the scripture. That, that is part of the treasure. It's part of how we know who our master is. It's part of being prepared. Uh, yeah, I, I might add one more. Um, mm-hmm. I've puzzled a little bit about what does it mean foreign made mm-hmm. and what is the concept that's being kind of picked at. And uh, one of the things that's interesting throughout the album is that they, poor Bishop Hooper kind of focuses on a different person than we typically put at the center of like you know there it, it's not things aren't thought about from this perspective right the right. person with the one talent um yeah you know telling the story from that person's perspective or telling mm-hmm. the story from uh, even the uh, mother of the sons of zebedee or the father zebedee himself um or oh the title track is that risk on me yeah so that's talent uh and that that that's where it actually mentions foreign made uh, but there's this um it, it talks even about judas although he's not necessarily at the center of it but um to these types of people the concepts presented are very oh very foreign right uh also to the yeah. uh to the person the who side of you Right. The person who uh, did not forgive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So to these things, these the, the larger themes that you're, you, you just mentioned, like forgiveness and um, uh, treasure and, uh, you know, what it means to serve God as master. These are foreign concepts to them. Uh, foreign made, yeah. perhaps one could say. And... It's almost like, <laughs> don't be these people, you know? Uh, and, and we have a contrast, right? We have, yeah. which you were just and mentioning. The whole side of you, uh, mm-hmm. there's the other song that says the word foreign, every turn we make is foreign, every breath of mystery. And that's from mm-hmm. the faithful person. Right. You know, and, and these, this idea that the God of the universe would care about me and would, mm-hmm. would, get, would grant me that time. And not yeah. only is it like, I'm not trying, I'm not actually stealing a moment with you. He's made himself available for me. He's, he's, um, yeah, he has invited me in. And that is a very foreign concept. That is a very difficult concept to grasp. And if you do grasp it well, it puts you in a place of extreme humility, uh, which is where we should be when we are approaching the, the throne of grace. Absolutely. Another foreign concept, uh, idea is in battle. Jesus came to cause division. Um, yeah. Disciples yeah, falling away. That's, that's not uh, the Joel Osteen gospel. That's not the Joel Osteen gospel. Um, that's not even the dude who is uh, giving you feedback on your song there. You know. Yeah. 
anyway, I, that that's kind of what I was thinking of um, throughout the entire album. Why is this called for me? And I think I think that might be the answer. Yeah, I think that might be it. One question that I do plan on asking Jesse is, what in the world is going on in that album art? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I believe that's poor Bishop Hooper getting burned at the stake. That's what I've always assumed. Yeah, it might but be. I don't know. Go for it. Ask him. Find yeah. out. Um, All right. Anyway, good show. Good show. Yeah. So if you have not listened to this album yet, shame on you. I gave you homework. I gave you homework. It was there right in the flying solo episode. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm assuming you've all listened to it. I know Spencer did. I know Spencer listened to it today. He, he let me know. Uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to that. And I'm sure that Jesse thanks you as well. Uh, yeah. So this is fantastic album. Trio Tree. All the way to Sons of Zebedee. So uh, anyway, it is 9.55 which is actually 10.55. Yes. Feels like because it is daylight saving day. And so let's go get some sleep. How about that? I like it. Um, I like that too. So without further ado, come Lord Jesus. Come with me. There is a bomb in the to make the wounded listening to the Balming Gilead podcast. We love hearing from you, so email us at thereis at balmcast.com. We are a part of the Tech Reformation family of podcasts, and you can discuss our show and much more at slack.techreformation.com. We'll see you there. If you enjoyed the Balming Gilead podcast, please encourage others to listen. We value your feedback So rate, review, and recommend the show in your podcast app of choice. And with that, we'll see you next time on the Balm in Gilead podcast. I didn't have this this song pulled up, so let me... That was bad timing. I should have had it pulled up. All right.